0: This is Meet the Problem Solvers. I'm Judy Perlman, and my host, no, I'm the host, sorry about that. (laughs) Our guest today is Susan Yano. Susan has done a lot of work um, on reproductive rights as an educator, as a trainer, as she's an international, she has co-founded a very important organization that works internationally. I'm going to let her tell us about much of that, but I guess I want to open up our question with... Um, a really important question, which is that, Susan, you have been working for many years now to bring medication-assisted abortion to the world, mm-hmm. and yet so few people have heard about this. What's going on? How is it that we haven't heard about pills and abortion? So. Uh-
1: for most people, abortion is a, a forbidden topic. It's a very stigmatized topic. And the anti-abortion people have worked really hard to make sure that people feel ashamed about it, afraid about it. And part of that fear is not making information, accurate information available. So these abortion pills were introduced in Europe in the 1980s. In the late 1980s, early 1990s, they were introduced into the U.S. in 2000. They're FDA approved, and yet a recent poll showed that only 33% of people in the United States know that there are such a thing as abortion pills, and that they exist, and um, that they cause a miscarriage, and that people can use them in the cl- can choose to use them in the clinics, up to 10 or 11 weeks, depending on the clinic. Uh, But what I'm excited about is this is a technology that puts the power of making a decision into our hands. It's been very restricted, it's been over-medicalized, but it has the potential to make abortion, safe abortion accessible for everybody regardless of the country they live in or the county they live in.
0: So wait a second. We need to go back and sort of unpack a little of this because what you're saying is this technology exists. It was approved by the FDA 20 years ago. And yet it's very underused in this country. And we are very uninformed about it. I mean, that, that barrier of information yeah. seems like, wait, this is a pretty safe technology. What did
1: you say? It's, it's safe. safer than Viagra. It's There's fewer deaths every year than from aspirin. Wow. So it's wow. a very safe technology. And so there's really two things about it. One is that people don't know about it. But the second is that it's very medically controlled. So right now, the only way to get these pills is from somebody who self has registered to get them as an abortion provider, which means that there are thousands of primary care providers around the country who can't help a person with an unwanted pregnancy. But beyond that, we know what's happening. We know we just had a Supreme Court argument this week, or last week, We know that in many parts of this country, abortion is incredibly restricted. We have seven states with one clinic, and these are large rural states. So it's not just a question of people knowing about it and getting it from a doctor. That's not possible for many, many people. And that's been true since shortly after Roe v. Wade passed. Access has not been equal. Wow, so
0: so restricting access is a very political Decision and yeah. it's in a cascade right now in all of these states as they restrict access to
1: clinics, there's also a real tamp down on the information. Well, I think the information has been, I mean, as you said when we were talking before the show started, you didn't know about, right, that abortion pills were there. And, you know, if, if we don't know about something, we don't think to access it. If right. we don't know it exists, we don't even know how to search for it on the Internet as a thing. So what what I think is exciting about these pills is that outside of this country, since the 1980s, people have been accessing these pills and there's lots of studies that show how safe and effective they Mm -hmm. are. There's, of course, studies inside the clinic, but there's also proof that with good information, people can do this themselves. And in this country, we've over-medicalized this. And it's because it's abortion. I mean, one can get Viagra a lot easier than one can get abortion yeah. pills. So, I mean,
0: I think you're absolutely right. It is a political intersection that has medicalized mm-hmm. this and therefore used that as a restriction, as mm-hmm. a route to restriction. Yeah. Um, you said before the show that basically, through medical Im- abortions, about 50% of abortions under 10 weeks, that happen at under 10 weeks, actually are done using
1: pills, using this medication. Right. so if one goes to a clinic or a, a health center, uh, a Planned Parenthood or an independent clinic, and I do want to say that independent clinics provide two-thirds of the abortions in this country, even though Planned Parenthood is the big brand. Certainly in the, in, yeah. in, in the viewfinder. It's yeah. in the viewfinder. So if one goes to uh, those clinics and is less than 10 weeks pregnant, because the FDA has approved these pills for up to through 10 weeks, uh, they're offered an option of an aspiration abortion or a medication abortion. But one of the things I think people really need to understand is that for every abortion with pills that happens in a clinic in Northern Europe or the US where its abortion is legal as long as the abortion is done with a medical provider, Mm -hmm. there's probably a thousand abortions done outside the clinic with these pills around the world. And what we're seeing is an increasing number of people in the United States making the decision to access these pills without involving a medical provider. And the reasons are complicated. We don't know all the reasons because it's a clandestine activity. Because mm-hmm. so one of the things I do wanna make sure anybody watching this show knows is that 22 people have been arrested for using these pills because the practice can be criminalized. The first arrest was in 2007, right here in Massachusetts, in Lawrence. A young woman who obtained the pills on her own because she didn't want her mother to know um, that so she was let, pregnant. So let's just go back and
0: understand. Just because I found that confusing to me, the pills being administered by a doctor is a legitimate and, in fact, broad broadly used. Means to abortion, especially Correct. at at, a, at early in the pregnancy. It's only approved up to through, up, t- uh, through ten weeks, through so 10 up to weeks. the eleventh. Okay. Week. They're just as effective, but if you go and you get them on your own um, through mail or or through traveling to another to another country where they're legal. Administer self-administered, self-managed abortion is what becomes criminal.
1: Exactly, and there are six states with laws that specifically ban self self-managed abortion, abortion done without a medical provider. But the arrests haven't necessarily happened in those six states. These 22 arrests have happened all over, and you know, an anti-abortion vigilante. Uh, we know that you know anybody can be charged with a, with a crime. It doesn't have to be something that's uh, written out and we know that the people most likely to be prosecuted are young undocumented people of color low-income because that's who's criminalized for everything in this right. country so, so it's really- let's just
0: make sure that everyone understands what we're doing now is unpacking the problem and the problem is really tiered and multi-layered mm-hmm. I mean access to abortion is Increasingly restricted because, and it's increasingly restricted. It's that is being done by lessening the number of reducing the number of clinics. And the only legal way to get either an aspiration abortion or this um, pill medication abortion abortion Mm -hmm. is through a clinic, through a a clinic or through a provider. And now we're even hearing that. Provider, yeah, there's a whole complexity about admitting rights, which we don't need to go right. into right now. Right. So the, the real problem is both limited information and limited access. Right. Okay.
1: And so I think that, as you said, you know, access is getting more and more restricted. But I want to lift up that there are people who've never been able to get to a clinic and needed to figure out a way to end their pregnancy. So... It isn't new that people don't have access. We're paying more attention now with these very directed attacks at the whole legality of abortion. Mm -hmm. But these restrictions of waiting periods and parental consent and requirements for surgery centers and requirements for admitting privileges cause clinics to close. And so they shrink the available resources within the healthcare system. But people have always found ways to control their fertility.
0: Yeah, well, you were talking about in Wyoming, there's one clinic and there's a three-day
1: waiting. Was it in Wyoming? Well, or? there's seven states. Seven states. Only one clinic in the entire large state. Some of those are also the states that have three-day waiting So periods. explain what a three-day waiting so period is. So a three-day means. waiting period, let me give you an example of uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, where let's say in the entire big rural state of, you know, you don't happen to live near Fargo, which is where the only provider is. So let's say it's 250 miles. To get there and let's hope it's not snowing because that will make your travel even slower but let's if if it's 250 miles mm-hmm. it means three days before your procedure you have to come in and get your counseling and drive home and then wait three days and make that drive again wow. so that imposes financial and logistics burdens on people because people have jobs they have children who need childcare. if you're going to drive 250 miles each way it's not just nine to five that you're going to right. be gone. Right. Um, so those expenses add up. Right. So when you're already looking at the cost of a procedure and then you add all the costs of getting to the clinic, yeah. uh, time off work, et cetera, it becomes a very expensive procedure. So um, while there are, pe- you know, I, I do want to say that managing one's own abortion isn't a silver bullet. It's not for everybody but, and I think there should be way more clinics so the people have the option. Right. And you and I faced with the exact same say six week pregnancy if we were both a lot younger. <laughs> um, you might choose to see a doctor the, you know, and I might choose to do it on my own just like if we both have the flu one of us might choose to immediately call their doctor right. and the other might say let me see if I can manage right. this myself first. Right. Right. And you know there's no judgment and no crime in managing your own flu. But in many states, managing your own abortion is criminalized. So yeah, so I'm just screwing
0: things up here a little bit. Okay, there we go. Uh, Let me just get rid of that. Ah, I'm really sorry, you guys. I'm having some technical problems here. And then it came back even though I didn't want it there. There we go. I think we're getting there. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Susan Yano is my guest. She is the co-founder of Women Help Women, which is an international organization that provides medication, abortion pills, in, sorry, information about and access to medication, abortion pills in over 80 countries.
1: Right. And just to stress, our project in the U.S. is only provides information. Um, Women Help Women does not provide access to the medicines in the United States. Okay. Sorry about that. I was trying hard hard to get that right.
0: Yeah. So I think we've explored the problems. The problems have to do with access and Mm -hmm. control and the lack of choice and the lack of autonomy. So now talk us through some of the solutions that you and others are leading on. So the solution
1: is pretty straightforward. Um, One is abortion needs to be decriminalized. Nobody should be prosecuted for trying to control their own fertility. And of the 22 people who've been arrested, 15 were turned in by medical professionals when people went to the emergency room for care. These pills cause a miscarriage, and like with any miscarriage, there is a tiny chance of too heavy a bleeding or an infection. Mm -hmm. That's the normal way uteruses work. If somebody's going for medical care for a miscarriage, whether it's happening on its own or was caused by pills, they should be able to get the care they need without fear of being criminalized or questioned. So that's a, we, there are organizations working on that. Our organization really works to expand information with the belief that people will make their own decisions, but they have the right to information. And the information we share is actually on the World Health Organization website. It's how the pills work, how to use them, what the signs of a possible complication are, how to share information about them legally, and if you should have a complication, what to say when one goes to a medical provider to make sure that one says, I'm having a miscarriage. Right. So that they can't be
0: criminalized. In fact, they are having a miscarriage. So if they just are able not to say, I'm having a miscarriage because I took these pills,
1: then they will be treated with care and... Exactly. So we have three strategies for spreading this information. The first is a website, abortionpillinfo.org. And I really encourage anybody who's listening to this program to get onto that website and just learn about abortion pills. Learn how they work. learn how to get them, learn everything one might want to know about these pills because you never know who in your neighborhood or your community might come to you for that information. The second thing way that we're spreading information is with a new app called Yuki, and it's called EUKI. It's available for free from the Apple or the uh, Google Play stores, and it is a sexual and reproductive health app that both one can use it to track menstruation, to track menstrual behavior, to learn about contraception. But it also has information about how to use abortion pills, either with a medical provider or on one's own. It also lists how to get to the clinics. The unique thing about Yuki is it's secure and private, right. unlike commercial apps where your data is sold to people. So if you have, for example, you're tracking your menstruation and you suddenly start getting ads for menstrual products, or you miss your period and you suddenly start getting ads for baby clothes, right? Um, which is pretty intrusive, this app is totally secure and private. The data cannot be accessed by anybody, including those of us promoting the app. We can't see it. So it is free and I really encourage people to download it. So A that's E-U-K-I. E- And it's available, it has a pretty little leaf as a symbol, a eucalyptus leaf, and it should be available in Spanish. Right now, only available in English. It's tailored to the United States, and a Spanish version should be there, available late March, early April. And the third thing we do is community trainings. We convene uh, what we call information shares. These are three-hour sessions that walk people through what what are the abortion pills, what's the correct way to use them, what are the precautions? Who are the people who shouldn't use them? If there's a, ca- a contraindication, what to expect, and again, what to do um, if one needs to go get medical care. So we've done those throughout the South and Southeast. We've done several in Massachusetts, and we're always open to doing more. So community training,
0: that. So the app to do your own private thing. What was the first one again that you? The website,
1: abortionpillinfo.org. Right. I'm it,
0: having technical problems, but I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to get to a slide that allows us to see this. But I don't want to hold out hope. So, abortion pill. Abortion pill info. Abortionpillinfo.org. Or. And it has okay. a series
1: of pop up questions. You know, is this legal? How does one get the medicines? how should one use the medicines, what to expect. So it's, in very, it's a very user-friendly website and just encourage people to learn about this technology which is safe, effective, and can be life-changing.
0: And is less dangerous than Viagra. I mean, really. I am cra- I mean, like, I'm just saying, okay? You know, if men, get, if men
1: could get pregnant, abortion would be a sacrament. Right. So, yep. Yep. yep.
0: Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you also said that the Yuki app has another level of privacy. Not only is your data private, but why don't you explain how it's also user, very very much protects users. We have
1: security on both the website and on Yuki. So at the website, there is a portal to access our counselors in either English or Spanish. They're based overseas for their security. A person would type in their question. They would get back a randomized web link. That web link would go blank within seven days so that there's no electronic trail that can be used if they should have to be interrogated for any reason. Within the Yuki app, uh, there's it's passcode protected. So let's say your password was 1234. And let's say you had an intrusive partner or an intrusive mom, you would set it up and you would tell them that your password was 78910 and they would see a different screen. So they wouldn't know you were tracking your period or they wouldn't know that you had been accessing the contraception
0: page. That is really really clever of you guys and
1: very um, empowering to the user. Yep, the user can use it with total confidence that nobody, including the makers of the app, will ever know what parts of it they're using.
0: And it's really interesting that you said that you uh, financed the development of the app with a a grant so you could do this wraparound privacy stuff.
1: Yep. And the, the developers of the app, actually, we didn't develop the app and do the the foundational research for the app was done by a group called IBIS Reproductive Health, which is also based here in Cambridge. Hmm. But they did focus groups and a serious, like a, a, over a year of solid research to find out what users wanted and what users were concerned about. So as far as we know, it is the only gender-neutral um non-judgmental app that's out there that also combines all aspects of sexual and reproductive health. So there are apps for that track periods, there are apps that on contraception, there are some international apps on abortion, but they're not all in one place. And since we know that people have a range of needs throughout their reproductive lives, now it's all packaged. Yeah,
0: that's really very interesting. Very interesting. So... Part of your solution then is the train. Not we don't call it training. We call them information
1: shares, yeah. but they are trained. Yeah, right. They're, it's to train the trainers because part of the inf- part of the tr- the information share is how to talk about this mm-hmm. and to think about who else in your community you could present this information to. Because we truly believe that this information should be part of basic sex ed, which we don't do a very good job of in this country yeah. either. But anybody with a uterus should know about abortion pills. They should know about emergency contraception. They should know about contraception. And so uh, we're working hard to get the word out. Yeah. Very
0: interesting. And I think the whole, sort of the byword is autonomy and empowerment. And this is what you're trying to do, is to allow women to have the information
1: they need to make their own choices. Yeah, and I think, you know, especially in this moment where abortion rights are under such severe attack and where so many people are losing access, we really want to make sure people know there is a safe alternative. Because what we know is, through the years, people have done whatever they need to do to try to end yeah. an unwanted pregnancy, and now we have a safe technology to do it.
0: Oh, oh it's just like, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, yeah. But here we are. Yeah well okay so I think we're not gonna get our slides because I keep getting distracted and I, I hit something with something so we're done with the slides So That's we fine. let the slides go but that gives us even more time then to really think through and unpack and talk about the takeaways because there's a, really some important and fundamental lessons that you wanted
1: to get out so yep. Susan let it rip okay <laughs> so the takeaways I would just say is the conversations about abortion are stigmatized, and many people who've had abortions have never told anybody, or they've only told one or two people. And I understand that it can be difficult to say, I had an abortion. One, but one, it is even more valuable to say, I. do you know there's such a thing as abortion pills, and they cause a miscarriage? Like at the Thanksgiving table, that's a really interesting conversation to have with people. People might get sidetracked about the politics of abortion, but it's a very interesting technology. And the fact that it causes a miscarriage and that 15 to 20% of all pregnancies end in a miscarriage, this is a, it just promotes a process that our bodies know how to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's safe and it's effective. And by people knowing that, I won't say his name, but the current president and the current Congress want to take this away from us, knowing that they actually can't is empowering. They can make it much harder they can criminalize it, but as I've said to many people, we can't stop cocaine from coming into our country. We're not going to stop mifepristone and misoprostol either.
0: That's very. That's a. That's a really amazing, amazing uh, parallel to draw. You're right. You're right. It's sort of uh, supply and demand. The demand is here. The need is here. Yeah. And people will find a way. So tell us a little bit, I mean, I'm jumping, we'll come back to more takeaways, but I also was very interested to hear that it's a different world in South America and in Europe. These are not, it's just internationally, this is a different
1: vibe. It's understood. Yes and no. I mean, I will say in some countries in Europe, there's less stigma around abortion. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stigma around abortion in Latin America. And in Mexico, Mexico, Chile, Brazil have arrested people for doing their own abortion. One of the things that's different, though, is in many countries in Latin America, the medicines that we have to have a prescription for are over-the-counter. That's what it was, right. So they're over-the-counter. They're over-the-counter in India. They're over-the-counter in China. They're over-the-counter in Moldova. They're over-the-counter in most of Latin America. So one can go and get these medicines easily. And inexpensively and that's a big difference mm-hmm. here they are very restricted the only way to get these medicines is well with one of them you, one has to have a prescription the other one you can't even get in a prescription it's not in pharmacies it's dispensed by the clinician who has pre-ordered it mm-hmm. so it's very hard to get now given that there's people have found lots of ways and we know from looking at the stories of people who've been arrested we know how people in the u.s. are getting these medicines they're ordering them from the internet They're having people in Latin America send it to them. They're getting them in local bodegas, and Latino communities have known about this for a long time. I should say Latinx communities. Um, One of the medicines, misoprostol, is also used to treat ulcers, and it's used to treat arthritis. It's used to treat ulcers and arthritis in dogs. And as I learned at an information share in Kentucky a couple months ago, it's used if one is gonna run a horse and she gets pregnant, Misoprostol is used to cause her abortion. Wow. So there are other uses of these medicines, yeah. and people are finding very uh, innovative ways to get their hands on them. And again, if people go to abortionpillinfo.org and pop on the question, how can I get medicines, um, this information is there. There was actually a study where a scientific organization called Genuity ordered pills online, from multiple sources which is not legal but under a clinical study they could do it they tested the medicines and they've rated them the websites the medicines were all good wow it was just wow. how quick the delivery wow. was how the price was but there's actually a report card on our website based on the scientific study that was published
0: abortion so um yeah there's a lot of really important info there um I guess another takeaway really is start talking about th- that this technology exists. Yeah. If you didn't know it before you listened to this show, now you know it and tell other people because exactly. you don't know who who may be facing right. something. Exactly.
1: Right. And I, we have, I mean, if one goes to the website, there are stickers that have showed up in bathrooms all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, um, basically saying Safe Abortion, Private Secure, AbortionPillInfo.org. Just so people can learn about it, even if a person chooses to go to a clinic, they should know about this option before they right. walk in. It's like any of us who go to a clinician or a doctor's office, the more information we have before right. we walk in, the better care we're gonna get.
0: Right, I wonder, do places like WebMD have information on it? would be really interesting to know That's whether the legitimate, sort of the straight- That's a very good question. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, okay. Anyway. Time for a good Google search. Time for a good Google search and maybe a little uh, sit
1: down with Susan Yano. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, it would be. We love doing information shares. So uh, we've done a few in this area. So uh, if you're interested, get in touch with the host. She'll get in touch with me and we can make it
0: happen. Susan, I really have to tell you I learned a lot. I learned a lot in preparing for this. I've learned a lot in the studio today. And I I just have to say, this is why I wanted to do this show. I feel a mission to get important information Mm -hmm. from experts to non-experts, yeah. and this is this is like this. This day has felt like
1: this is what I'm here to do. Well, that's great. I also do want to say that this information is easy to understand. One does not. I'm a social worker. I am not a clinician. Right, you're not an expert.
0: You're an expert in that you know this
1: information, know but the you information, understand but it. Right. Right. it. Right.
0: anybody can. it. You're I a smart person. It's very right. accessible. Right. right. It's very right. accessible. Right. So what you did is you un, un we helped in this show take it over the silo yeah. out into the world. World, yeah, and it's accessible information. And exactly.
1: So take it and, and disseminate yeah. it, like seed, like Johnny Appleseed. That's it. it. Can be misoprostol tablets being <laughs> seeded everywhere.
0: On that image, we will say thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And that was a very good show. Well, thank you. Thank That's you. It.
1: Thank yeah. you.